Recording and boom. Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. This week we are speaking with some of our favorite truth warriors, Monica Perez and Brad Binkley from the Propaganda Report. How are you guys? Great. How about you guys? We're great. Excellent. Thank, Thank you, you for being so here. So much for coming on. Thank so you so much for having us. I'm very excited for this. Yeah, you guys don't even know. Like I've been like like I remember the drive time news when propaganda report transitioned over drive yeah. time news blast. It's like every oh, day, wow. dude. You just get you just get your down like every day, like a quick little boom, boom, boom. Like, okay, I see what's going on. Your guys' perspective is always just so unique. And I love your perspective on everything. And it just makes me think. And I just I don't know. And I can't I, I always tell people about it. And you guys listening, if you have not checked out Propaganda Report, Drive Time News Blast, like it's just absolute. Like, what are you even doing here? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> we only did yeah. it because yeah. we need. We were looking for that. We had. I had my show, and Binkley was with me on Saturdays on WSB. But I would try to do my research, and I couldn't find any news that seemed legit anywhere mm-hmm. on YouTube. Nothing. Occasionally, I would find someone that seemed really great, and then in the last minute, it would be, and everything's going to blow up by gold. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, yeah. I, I can't do that. And now I guess it's everything's going to blow up by Bitcoin. All right, and everything's so gonna... we just it, it was there was a need, and boy, it's a lot of work, and you really mm-hmm. have to stay upbeat because reading the news every day is <laughs> it's it, like I feel like I'm in Clockwork Orange. Like they might as oh, well God. like glue my eyeballs open to make me watch it, but. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, couldn't handle it. Well, the other thing too that I, I got to commend you for is you're always coining these awesome terms. Like the first time I ever heard coincidence theorist was that's a Monica Perezism right nice. there, and we use that a lot too. So I got to give definitely. you credit for that. But I figured, like, what could we call? It's not news. I mean, it's absolutely not news. I mean, it is propaganda, but we got to come up with a great name for it because because okay. mainstream media news, all that stuff, it's 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 played out. I might have one. I used to have a glossary. And then when WordPress took me down, it got all messed up. There was a lot of formatting. It got all messed up, but I just brought it back. I'm going to work on it. I'll read through it. I might have a name like that. But if I don't, I will, I will figure something out and I will find a way to give you a hat tip. Okay. Okay. There you go. There you go. It'll come out extemporaneously, hopefully in this episode. We'll see. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Well, shoot guys. Um, you know, we've been, we've been hanging out on the union of the unwanted, you know, it's a real honor and a pleasure to have you on here. Um, you know, anybody who does listen to your broadcast knows, uh, you guys love, you know, you, you look at the propaganda behind, okay, what's the meaning, what's the message and an instrumental part of constructing the propaganda is the idea of the dialectic. I hear you talk about all the time. So where are we with that (laughs) broad question? I know, but well, I mean, I think there's two ways of looking at it. It's the old problem, reaction, solution thing. But then there's the kind of classic one, which they call it the Hegelian dialectic. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know if it's Hegel, but where it's thesis, antithesis, synthesis. So the problem, reaction, solution doesn't necessarily have to be a synthesis. But like I always thought the 20th century dialectic was capitalism and then like communism and fascism and then everybody's social democrats after that everybody has social democracy after that and then i thought what is the 21st and i the only big big conflict i saw the only one was the conflict between the west which they call judeo-christianity but it's really secular humanism and islam which seems to be like the purest kind of formal people still do it 
huge religion and and they don't like interest on loans apparently or supposedly mm. that's in the thing so that's not good so i thought maybe maybe what might be coming is you take the that's the thesis and the antithesis and when you come to the synthesis it would be like a a uh, merger of church and state but secular so you'd have like moral rules and I'm not saying this is that, but you can see with like my kids, they think standing too close to somebody online is like really bad manners to the point where it's it's almost like a sin or to not wear a mask is mm-hmm. kind of like you're it's it doesn't have to be illegal. It's immoral because you're hurting other mm-hmm. people or you're hurting yourself. And I just I don't know if that's in the offing where where we're going to have these like r- like moral rules in it but those are the kind of things but then of course we all see the little dialectics emerging Mm. every day where you have tension here tension there and then you know an agenda is coming yeah absolutely so so you're talking about the synthesis and everything and what i'm getting picturing in my head is is astana kazakhstan and the 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 pyramid there what is Mm. it the the, of peace and truth and they have all of the religions together coming together in this one pyramid where everybody comes it's just like it's for me it's the model of the new world order right like it just it's all fits perfectly together like the tower of babel kind of thing where everything comes together kind of you know if you haven't checked it out i would seriously check it out kazakhstan i think is just a a huge kind of a red herring anyways that it's like you know they did borat and it's (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, it's like the middle of nowhere (laughs) but then is that where borat was yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. so they make it they depicted like this you know totally ass backwards just primitive country when in fact it's like this very advanced. well this the the, the, the um, that that one the city. capital city yeah. they've just redone it and it's I, I swear to god it's the new world order like this oh. is what we're looking at it's- oh okay because i i have seen i have this thing that they want the entire world to look like an international airline terminal like sure. everything mm-hmm. is like a white <laughs> yeah. gloss and chrome and blue neon Certainly. lights and if you watch i have a screensaver that is like drone footage i didn't do it it's on my tv but it's like drone footage over every city and when it hits like abu dhabi or something it looks like a like my son has a lego of that really tall thing like it looks yeah. fake yeah and that totally. seems like what the future holds sterile yeah. nicheless so you can't surveil people but i'll have to check that out i haven't noticed yeah that. Certainly, certainly sasha cohen is all all about promoting getting people off of social media because of speech. He doesn't want people saying things on social media. He blames. So he says, if Trump would kicked off a long time ago, then all these people wouldn't have died and they murdered people. And so he's all in on the new world, new world order. And he also played that role of the spy whose name was also Cohen in the Netflix series, which I think it might even be called spy or something like that. But it's just interesting. His thing is that he, camouflages himself as other people and he sets people up in situations to to get them to say things that condemn them and would get them kicked off of social media and then he on the other end of it he's calling for people to be removed from social media he's like a fish bait for like cancel culture right yeah yeah there you go that's great (laughs) oh man um have you guys heard of neom have you heard of that at all? So our friend, one of our favorite listeners, Robert, uh, he's been talking a lot about this. Neom 2030. So in Saudi Arabia, it's the new uh, smart city for the future. Like it's, um, uh, yeah, it's just a major, massive smart. It's just, if you read the description of it, it's like literally agenda 2030, like all wrapped into one. It's kind of freaky. And this is so, in Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia. It's a, it's a planned, uh, yes, planned smart city. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incorporated smart city technologies and, and a tourist destination. Anyway, it's like <laughs> some it's, of these places, I think, are like petri dishes or where they don't yeah. have all of the the rules like in Russia in the 60s. And during that time there, if you go deep enough into the Cold War, it, you know, you can see elements of it being kind of a setup. So that's like, wasn't just cold warriors, whatever. And in some of the stuff they did over there, and I think for surveillance, they do it in China. I think some tech in Israel and maybe this whole social thing in Saudi Arabia, but in Russia, Mm -hmm. they would do all these human psychological experiments. Mm. And I I think uh, theoretically you should, you should kind of boycott all the fruit of the poisonous tree. We shouldn't exploit that psychological data, but I'm certain. I mean, look at what we did with artichoke and stuff, taking the Nazis and their scientists and incorporating them. I mean, that's just wrong. But sometimes I feel like our satellites are the Petri dishes for these little things. And, And Saudi Arabia, I mean, why England or whoever let them get so rich, or I guess the, the, royal family must just be figureheads or something because there was absolutely no reason for them to let them just get so insanely rich and i guess this is how they pay the bill yeah this this says here a city that knows your every move saudi arabia's new smart city might be a glimpse to the future they're building this city in the desert where it knows its residents better than they know themselves lovely lovely gosh that sounds like google isn't that why The NSA created Google was yeah. so they could know you better than you knew yourself. Well, they're or, doing a pretty good job, right? Or just even think about Google as a whole. It's like they can they have all the data on every single person, like Google search trends, and they can look for different uh, you know ways that people interact or, or, or things that they're looking for, what's on the, the consciousness of the human race. And literally, they can look yeah. at the human race as like a single organism, just oh, like, yes. like, you know, with all the smart devices, they can get all your, you know, biometric data. And like, it's literally just like, it's like God. Like literally it's like God, like looking down because it knows everything yep. all at the same exact moment. And it's like, whoa, and it's done here. Circle all this yeah. data from all yeah. these different devices. And even us, we put the data into Google ourselves. It creates those profiles. We were talking about Netflix mm. recently and how the power of it uh, to spread propaganda and how you have the top 10 or you have the recommended stuff. And then you're always intrigued. Well, is that a true story? Is that based on <laughs> you go search it on Google and then articles pop up that are like, what this show got right about racism or whatever cultural topic is related to it. And then those become the top search trends around that subject. Uh, yes. Yeah, Interesting absolutely. to hijack it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I've stumbled across a couple of good things. I don't know. Uh, uh, pre-search. Have you guys ever heard of pre-search yet? Um, it's just uh, it's a, obviously a, a search engine. Uh, I think even DuckDuckGo has, in my opinion, kind of deteriorated a little I agree. bit. You know? oh, um, yeah. But yeah. pre-search um it, it actually, you get cryptocurrency for using it. You get crypto for using it. Um, and, and it's, it's for me, it seemed like wow. pretty dynamic. Like I was doing some searches and I was like, wow, I'm kind of surprised that popped up. It's not as like visually appealing, but you can have a, 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 a extension browser extension added on it. You can have it as, as your default. And then like using the brave browser, brave browser with pre-search, you're just getting crypto for all your searches and online interactions. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of clearly, an interesting new development. Well, that sounds like yeah. it almost kind of ties into the, the Bill Gates uh, patented, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. How's it? The body activity data. The body activity data, you know. Oh, you just solved a, a riddle for me. Yeah. I was trying to figure this out. We mm-hmm. had, 
we did a little experiment. We do this weekend thing with the, an election integrity mm-hmm. activist who we know in Georgia. Yeah. And when we were trying to figure something out in real time with him, I couldn't, it, somebody said, look up Peter Navarro's election analysis. So I Googled it and the entire first page was every mainstream outlet saying Peter Navarro's election analysis debunked is oh, crap, yeah. is dangerous, the whole thing. And our friend Garland said, look at it, look it up on Bing. So I switched to Bing, which is Microsoft, and Mm -hmm. it just, everything just started gushing forth. And I was like, what could this be all about? And I thought, well, maybe they're just chasing us from cage to cage. You know, we can't Mm. use DuckDuckGo anymore. You can't use Google anymore. So they'll put up Bing, and then you'll just get used to using that. But uh, perhaps they have a more sophisticated more valuable, you know, maybe it's a limited hangout where they just have a very valuable data collection thing and they are willing to drive all the people who care about that to them and see kind of evaluate more the conspiracy people because the NSA Google thing was about creating birds of a feather around your Mm -hmm. psychological profile as revealed to them through your searches. So if they were going to do that, imagine if now they kind of get a little less of that because conspiracy theorists can't go deep on Google. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I guess they can on Bing. That's very interesting. Can you guys yeah. still hear me? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, like my, my moving, camera but... froze up and my Zoom yep. thing is freezing up. So oh. I, I might drop off in a second and be right and come back. back. Okay, yeah. no worries. Whatever you got to cool. do. We, yeah, we can hear you. Good. But yeah, you are frozen on our end too. So, yes, <laughs> you know. That. Yes, at least it's a good pose. It looks normal, pose. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could yeah. just yeah. let it be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've all had the screen frozen on us on a worse pose for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I've always had the theory too that with with the COVID rollout and everything we're seeing right now, that uh, a lot of it has to do with because they have a level of our data at this point where they can kind of you see they push these they push the line over and over, but I think they, they have a pretty good idea each time how far they can push the line and then they push it and they let it sit for a while. Then they push the line again. Right. And I've, I've always said, they know, they know when they push that line that people will go along with it. Right. Cause they, there's been times like if they would have said you were going to do all this at once, no one would have gone for it. If they, but if they were too slow that people wouldn't have thought it was serious enough. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was, it's very planned and calculated. And I think it's just basically they can see our data. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, and you can see when I, this is another thing. It's like, why would Tucker Carlson say true things sometimes? Well, Fox needs some credibility, but now he's like, this lockdown stuff is garbage. You know, <laughs> and what's the answer? Of course he doesn't have to say it, but everybody knows, you know what, let me just get a vaccine. I even think I'm like, you know, if, if my kids insist on it, what am I going to do? Like, what, what am I going to do? They're teenagers. They're going to live their entire lives in the tunnels with me. They, <laughs> they're welcome to, but I don't know. But I, I went in the early days when I was like within the first week of Snowden being out in the world, I was like, mm. so I looked into it and I was reading about psychological operations and the way they do it is they, they float a trial balloon then they assess, then they can change direction or they can expand. And I'm sure you don't remember this, but I actually just found it. I think it's by accident. I stumbled upon it. I think his name was Ryan Fogel, or that was like the name that was in the news. A few months before Edward Snowden escaped to Russia, some young guy who looked very dumb in wigs and stuff, it was a really implausible story, was arrested in Russia as a spy. 
mm. a U.S. spy. I, he was like a week away from retirement. He was about to go home and he got caught with a box full of like big nose glasses and, you know, silly <laughs> things like that. And uh, and I remember distinctly seeing that pattern emerge. And now with Snowden, who, of course, you probably know, I think is totally fake. He is now like his backstory changed. All of a sudden there was a 10 minute interview with him in a hotel. And then there's a documentary, a full length yeah. documentary, yeah. like yeah. where, what, what the hell? And it's cool. You know, yeah. I don't watch it. God forbid. I really can't sit through that stuff. But, yeah. but I remember seeing, now I see the pattern of psychological operations. You're hundred percent right. I mean, they give and take, and then now they folded in all that scenario stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. they they actually they can break one way or another. I think probably quicker than they used to. Yeah, no, Certainly. absolutely, oh, for sure. It's always been about that data and, and knowing. Um, but I mean, I I would ask you, Monica. I mean, I think with with everything you know about this dialectic and what's going on, where, where's the hope lie? Where's the hope lie? <laughs> that's that's I want to. I love that question, Ed. Yeah. Well, I, I you know, you know I need to hear that. We, we, I mean, we're invested in our freedom cells. We're trying to, you yes. know, learn our homesteading skills. We're trying to learn yes. how to to not depend on this system that we don't believe in, right? Like so, but is is that are we even being taken down the same path? So this is actually for the first time. I'm really glad that uh, we we're talking about this because I started to think more seriously about that question, the freedom cells, particularly and agorism, because I'm sure you've heard me tell the story. I will keep it very short. Like I worked for, I became an anarcho-capitalist. Then I got a radio show on a conservative radio station. So I had to not just be like, ah, blow it up, you know? And then I thought hard about it. It's like the bill of rights is worth defending and that's what I'm going to do. So I did. Then when, when Obama was president, it was very easy to get people defending the bill of rights but then when it switched to trump they were like oh don't be such a stickler i'm like okay that that avenue is no longer viable so but so what who am i i'm just like me 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 bill of rights me, me, me. so what did i ever do to really seize my own liberty nothing so then i thought well what could i do if i'm an autonomous person is that not self-evident what can i do and i happened to read ted kaczynski at the same time and <laughs> blow it up. <laughs> you know, yeah. but no, I didn't. So I just thought, okay, I should be able to sustain myself and defend myself. Let's just say air, water, and land is something that's really not in scarcity. I should be able to work with that or keep my mouth shut. So that seemed the answer. Like that was like my new red pill just over the past yeah. year. And then I saw that article, the 2016 World Economic Forum article that said it's 2030. I have no privacy. I own nothing and I'm happy. And I didn't even see oh. it the first time. You got to see it. Shirt. it says <laughs> World Economic Forum. You'll own nothing. The 666. You'll be happy with the right 666 the right in the logo there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have to have that. Are you selling that? Yeah. 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 shirts, baby. <laughs> I have to have it. I tell you, a lot of cool shirts have come out of this movement. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is true. So, so I saw it later down in that article where it said, uh, we feel really bad for the people who could not embrace the technology and mm-hmm. now live on the outside. And I'm like, oh, crap, like they're on to us. And I started to worry about it. But then I thought they're saying that not because it feeds into their plan, but they have to prepare for it. And then I thought, you know, I was just trying to research, like, what do subcultures, because that's what it is, normally do under tyranny? Like, do they get folded in? Can they exist? Whatever. And I 
so I looked into historical examples and I stumbled upon, um, there was a homesteading division under FDR where they took the unemployed people and they pushed them into the rural areas and they were like partially employed. So homesteading wasn't like subsistence farming. It was where you still make a little money, but you, you can sustain yourself a lot. Well, people were up in arms. It um, reduced agricultural prices. It disrupted mm. the culture in the rural areas because they're all city people and all that stuff. And then in 1935, it got passed off to, there was an executive order. And I think um, I wrote it down somewhere. The resettlement administration was established by FDR. And this is when I started to think, okay, you just have to be smart because what the resettlement thing did, first of all, it did kind of disrupt cultures. And it also got people who maybe had good jobs in the city to move out anyway. And the big thing I thought is they gave people loans. Mm. They subsidized loans. And I thought, okay, if you're going to do this, make sure you've really thought it through. What if, because having a loan at zero interest isn't good enough if you cannot pay the principal back. Then they sure. take your land and there's and you gave up on the city. You don't even know how to work anymore in the city or they just struck maybe your part-time gig was a little Zoom thing. And they all of a sudden like just cut off all your access to that. Or property taxes cannot be paid in advance. What if they want to deter property ownership and jack up property taxes 50 percent there's mm -hmm. this un stuff where i looked up habitat one from 1976 the first time i read that the un did not believe in private land ownership and now there is a un habitat thing but it talks about land right renewal based on race and gender considerations so maybe they come after land so i would just say and i actually was happy to read to finally figure out what the catch might be because i think they're worried and it, it is possible to stay ahead of it by being super, super smart, avoiding debt or whatever, planning it out. So you're sure if you have hard assets that equal the amount of debt you have, maybe that's a way out. Think about, I know agorism really likes to skirt laws, but what it is, is you have to weigh the consequences of disobeying the laws, if that's what you're going to do. So sure. it is important to look at the laws, the laws of self-defense, the property laws, water rights, if you can collect rainwater. And I do think, I, I really go back and forth on this, but I do think it's useful, if not essential, to stay aware and maybe even involved in your super local lawmaking body. And, and that's not going to work if you live in LA, like I do, like mm -hmm. that's a part of your decision-making. So I really think that it is your people are going to exist that way, but you got to be really smart about it. And you know what? That's why that kind of thing, they try to trick us into thinking that you really only use your full potential if you're an egghead. But in fact, you might have to use your full potential growing eggs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that makes me think about the military stuff with the military people being targeted in the domestic terrorism mm, push that totally. they're going for totally. in Q uh, because they talk about the, their ability to train other people and to create militias that are well-trained and uh, a force. But I think that some of that might be because of what you're saying too, Monica, they're probably more skilled at living off of the land at being able to be self-sufficient because of what they learned in the military. I know the books that I, I have gotten, to learn better about how to live off the land are all military instructional documents from, you know, the seventies and eighties that they give to, they give to people who join. So that could be another way that they're kind of scratching those people out. 
I actually started noticing that when I used to follow the situation in Ukraine, because it's the Eastern, whatever you call them, provinces in Ukraine where they speak Russian and stuff, where those guys, I don't know what wars they were fighting or what, but, or maybe they were farmers, but they knew how to do stuff. They knew how to use weapons and everything. They're like, don't send us your people, just buy us guns, you know? Mm -hmm. And I realized then you have to really be afraid of real men, real women who know how to do stuff. And then I circled back to, I remember something Bill Clinton said, I could never find the quote, but I remember it. It was around NAFTA where he said, we want to make the United States a service economy. And mm -hmm. I thought yeah. that is not an accident. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. that's for where sure. we ended up. You know, I read this um, really good article. Um, I'm trying to find it here, but basically it's uh, this, this famous old, I think the guy's name was Selco, I believe it or not, nothing to do with the bank, but it's like this old viral uh, <clears throat> post about a guy who actually lived in a complete, as they call SHTF shit hits the fan situation <laughs> yeah. in, in Bosnia during the nineties, during the, the civil war there. And he said, literally it was a, an entire year with no water, no food, no supplies, nothing, absolutely nothing. And it was like straight up survival situation. I could put it in the show notes here, but it's like super fascinating. Like, it's one of the most fascinating this, articles I've ever read. Was this a, did he start at zero or did he know, was he, he a military guy first? I don't like, actually, I don't remember. I don't Brooklyn think he had Monica or yeah. Was he, I, you know, I, it sounded like it sounded like he was he was somewhat prepared. And uh, it's interesting because he tells his story and it's, it's just a few paragraphs. And then it kind of turns into this huge thread. And I guess it's turned into this since then, like this big viral thing. And like, you know, the prepper survivalist community. Right. And so everyone's just asking questions like like like, you know, OK, so we do all these things to prepare. So what is bullshit and what's real? Like what's real out of all this stuff? Like, you know what I mean? And he said the two or the most valuable thing, the most valuable thing is alcohol believe it or not so <laughs> right he on. said yeah yeah he, that, that was the easiest thing and he said that they were able to uh like break into some distillery and get a bunch stocked up why and because it's fun. disinfected that and, you got that, nothing to do yeah that and uh <laughs> pretty much yeah our people are just demoralized you know and then yeah. the other thing was that um, wow that's mind-blowing yeah and he said and he said the two things that you absolutely need to survive above all else are bullets and medicine that's it. Yeah. So yeah, that was really fascinating. Antibiotics. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Demoralization is a huge part of what's going on mm -hmm. in yeah. America, yeah. in the around the world here. right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Alcohol, yeah. bullets, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, just having alcohol on the You need to start like... a liquor store that sells bullets. And then exactly. it's like, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Family like the worst center. combination. <laughs> or, or just said, he said, like, have thousands of lighters. You should, everyone should have like thousands of big lighters. Yeah, Anytime you yeah. go to the store, because it's great for trading, everyone needs a big lighter. So you can always nice. like, you know, just have thousands of big lighters. But see, that's the kind of thing that if you stockpile it, it could just blow up oh yeah true that's a good point so, too i used to collect matches i was a big yeah. smoker back in the day yeah. and i would just put matches and my, my sister told me oh you always need matches just always collect matches every bar you ever go to so i put in a thing oh, and one God. day i opened my purse and just a just a cloud of sulfur <laughs> just emerged <laughs> it was the craziest thing i and so after that i was like yes maybe, yeah, maybe some so stuff much. is like flammable that's hilarious <laughs> that's hilarious that's great but that's anyway great. so I mean, who knows, right? I mean, I don't know where this is going to go. Like, I, I, the way I read that when I first read that World Economic Forum piece was just like, you know, it was, 
Cause you hear like even Elon Musk talking about how in like five, 10 years, you know, no one's going to be talking with their mouths. They're just going to be using their neural links to communicate. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, He's our hero. you know, just as this, <laughs> yeah, as this transhumanist agenda progresses, like it's been, I've heard it be described as literally like a breakaway civil or, or species, right? We will be the subspecies, those who do not take the body modifications and who do not, you know, subscribe to the smart cities and all that stuff. Like it'll literally be, like, and then society and everything is going to innovate in the direction to accommodate the people who have taken but the chips and the biotics and all that. Aren't stuff, they you know? just machines then? Yeah. Like, I, yep. I mean, I don't know. Aren't, aren't we the humans? Like, I think that with my, with my kids, like, we'll, we'll, the, we'll be the ones without the vaccinations. Yeah. We'll be the ones without that, like, port in the mm-hmm. matrix. Yeah. natural, baby. Yeah. We don't already have that port right now. They do yeah. have the port. I mean, I'm waiting for the kids to just be like, Mom, can I get a port? Because I'm just tired of holding my phone. Oh, I'm saying we oh, might already man. be connected. To that oh, port. I don't buy that. <laughs> this is a simulation. Oh, very much so. Yeah. I like it sometimes yeah. for sure. Man. So, man. A psychological simulation for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Totally. The, the, the more stuff goes down and the more time that passes, and especially I have. You know, I have older children, but I have small children still. And I think a lot of what I experience, I feel that I'm experiencing through them, like to a huge, you know, empathic degree. And so it, the, the, it's like yeah. the little ones, like you see them living in this world. Yeah. Or just and- like how they're experiencing what's happening to them. You know, like they have no voice. They have no say, like if I say, okay, well, right. I'm sorry, guys, right. we can't go in the grocery store unless we cover your whole face and nose and mouth. Right. I have a son you know, like Down they- syndrome and it's the same thing. Like I just, I have to just tell him what to do and it does not compute fully. And it really like one time we went through a TSA stop and this kid like lost his mind, but I, they were having a drill, but it seemed real. They didn't say this is a drill. They're just like, everybody freeze, you know? And I thought my kid was going to run away and get shot because he couldn't just, you know, perform the rendition or whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is tricky. And my teens, I feel so bad for them because it's totally unnatural. And I'm like, what we really need is to live in the woods and like dig in the ground. And well, that's what my family is working toward. We're trying to acquire land. Yeah, we've been we've we've talked about all getting land together quite a bit. And I don't know whether or not we'll all end up on the same plot or not. But I know there's a few of us that are trying to do that. And, And to me, that seems like the only way I don't want for my children, what's being set out for them. And like you mentioned with teenagers, I have, <laughs> interestingly, I have a 19 year old daughter who just told me um, on Sunday afternoon that Saturday night was her last night at my house and she's getting married this Friday. Right and, on, baby. And, <laughs> just found well, I, tell my kid, I'm like, I, I like, I'm wearing the men. same, Give me no, babies, I'm wearing the same clothes. No, no. I'm wearing the same clothes two days in a row. I have new mask. I put on mascara three times a day for all the tears that cried it off. But oh. it's not, it's listen, it's not that she's just getting married, but she, it is that, but also she's moving off grid to Missouri. So I have a brother and his wife. They've lived for about seven years off grid in Missouri fully sustainable farm, um, no electricity, no running water to the property, compost heaps, you know, they have beehives and they went out there. Like he was, you know, former Marines and left the military, saw what they did to him and was really hard red pilled. And then they moved to California, which is where we're from, but coming back, I think, and being in the California environment, he was just like, I, I see past all of this where I, I don't want to live like this, this. Is your son-in-law from uh, this is my brother, my your younger brother. brother. Yeah. Okay. Got and so they, they just went out there in like a little, a little trailer, like made for two people with young kids 
And they've just been building and they literally, as a family, even with their young kids, they put fence posts in. They haven't had anybody else on their land help them in the seven years they've been out there. Um, I guess they had somebody come in and like put their first, like, uh, whatever, like the, the beginnings of a log cabin, but they're building a cob cottage. But anyways, all this to What's say, so they cottage. Um, so cob cottage is like, <laughs> sorry, Ooh, I, feel, I know, no. I heard it. But like where you, I think it's like 80%. I forget what the percentage is, but 80% of everything is from the land. So you're making your own like clay oh, yeah, walls and you know, all that. Yeah. That's but, fantastic. um, but so she's moving daughter? there. She's, she's getting married on Friday. Okay. So, so, in so less are we allowed week, to know about the baby yet or not? No, I, uh, that was my first question. She's like, mom, I need to talk to you and dad. And I'm like, are you pregnant? Obviously. So no, no, that's none yeah. of that. But, uh, we did go buy a wedding dress today. So I was uh, crying, but, um, but anyway, so that's to say, oh, well, well, you're crying because you're going to miss her. I don't think I don't. Well, why I don't are you crying, I, Megan? Come on. Oh, several me. reasons. But since this will all go out on air for everyone, <laughs> I think this is like mom conversation for like later. But <laughs> okay, okay, um, okay. but so all that to say, I just did you know, know the guy before? Your, what's that? Did you know the guy before? Yeah, they've been together. So, okay. Yeah, she's so she's 19. They've been together since she was, I don't know what, 15 and a half. They went to oh, high school wow. together and then reconnected at, you know, the Oregon Country Fair. So it was all magic from the beginning. And anyways, but I think the big <laughs> thing was it happened so quick and that I'm, I feel that I'm losing her because where she's going, she can't just easily call me on the phone. Yeah. There's no internet. She can't leave the property and get somewhere else. Like she's, she's really isolated and she's very extroverted. Like I am and very much like all about people and, you know, and so for me, anyways, all that to say, there's this thing that I've been working toward, which is I want to get my family off grid. We want to do essentially what my brother's doing, but not in Missouri and not necessarily on his property that was offered to us, but that just, you know, like personality wise, I think that's not a good blend for me. Um, but that sounds like a guy who likes to have his own scene control. Oh, (laughs) you don't want to get into that person's space. You want to, you get it. So you get it a hundred thousand percent. You want to keep his place just in case. How did he find the property? Do you know? Um, you know what? I don't remember. I know it's a different time. Yeah. I I have, uh, I struggle sometimes with like memory that goes back a little bit far. I have a little bit of trauma that has affected what I remember how well. So I write down a lot so I can go back later, but I don't recall it easily. I do remember that they were, uh, I don't know how they came across Cobb cottages, but that's what they fell in love with Cobb cottages and the ideals behind building your own home from the land with your own houses and, and being able to really craft it out kind of outside that. of the government telling you how to do it. And really just like that, I think was, was what appealed strongest to them. And then he was looking like in Oregon, which is, you know, we've been back and forth between California and Oregon, but the, the, the laws, water collection, government, you know, thing, it just, it just kept being, you know, red flag, red flag, yeah. closed doors. And then some, I don't even remember how he got a tip on some land in Missouri, but it was like this land with a whole bunch of plots around it out in the middle of nowhere. A lot of so they went there and bought the little, you know, their first one. And then in all the years they've been there, they've been buying up <gasps> all the plots around them. Nice. So anyways, yeah. So that's anyways, I don't remember where I was going with all the, Oh, the teenager thing. I can't believe I remembered that. Yeah. That's a miracle. So, I guess you haven't hit the alcohol yet. All right. <laughs> but it is hard. It's hard. I have also my 18 year old son has been, you know, doing online college for, you know, he wants to be an EMT. He's been wildland oh. firefighting. Oh, that's and great. now they're telling me the that's where the antibiotics thing comes in. Yeah, right. Exactly. There you go. Or, I know. Yeah. Wait, I'll not interrupt. But for that, I hear you just order 
And, I, and this is just allegedly dog like stuff. I would never do such a horse penicillin. So you just like look at from like dog. Canada, you can order like dog. You can go into yeah, Coastal yeah. Farm and get it. Oh, okay, never mind. Totally so yeah, I'm like so. Anyways, that's down at the end of Sixth Street in Eugene. But okay, so, <laughs> so teenagers. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's a hard call because um he he broke his nose skiing and they wanted to you know to set his nose. They wanted him to have the COVID test, and that was a huge family war because I'm like he's not fucking taking the test. Don't you go in there. Don't but you? But you have to set his nose. And I was like, so then I started freaking out because I I've been taking my little kid skiing. I'm like, well, if something happens to one of my little kids, I'm never, ever allowing them to stick that up their nose. Like, can they draw blood and check, which they've already got all our blood. They've got my fingerprints yeah. and every, yeah, like, I, I'm just like, what, can, what else can why we the do? Note? What are you, why are we doing? This? But yeah. I'm just like, I don't want that in there. So anyways, this is huge yeah. deal. And so now he's like, you know, and my, my other son, his, uh, longtime girlfriend, fiance, she's going to medical school, you know, and she's nearly there. I mean, like, I'm just wondering like, where, where are my teenage kids? You know, my 19 year old, my 20 year old, my 18 year old, like they're all really like, I raised them in like California Bay area. So I raised like really social, yeah. like plugged into the, to the matrix kids. Cause I didn't know any, any different at all. No, I know, but like, I just don't have the time or effort or energy to do it. So like they, they want to, one wants to be a lawyer. The other wants to be a doctor. I'm like, can't somebody like be a farmer? Like what is <laughs> I know. people? Well, the doctor's a good Someone one. Make bullets? Yeah. Someone make alcohol. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, we need, so can, can somebody gather some bricks so we can rocks from the backyard so we can build a house? Like, like, what are you guys? Major slackers. It's true. Well, you should make yeah. sure he moves to your off-grid place after mm-hmm. he gets through medical school or EMT. Totally. Matt, well, I just I'm worried. I just don't want them to take the, these vaccines. Not not the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Not, like I'm. I yeah. we didn't. I have a, my daughter who I just mentioned is getting married. She was vaccine injured when she was very I, very small. Oh so, really? Yeah. I so didn't even know about vaccines. I vaccinated my kids. But. Oh, see, yeah. So when she got hurt, then we didn't do anymore. And so now I have you know older kids that have had like a couple oh. sets, and then we yeah. saw what happened. And then I have younger kids that have none. I have adopted yeah. children who were in the foster care system, and they definitely had. And it. so they got like their first set before yeah. they came home and so there's like the, i can see also all the different things that have happened like with them like physiologically you have um, a vax versus unvax yeah study. totally right there in like, my house yeah i know that's why i feel like they want to make sure there are no anti-vaxxers because they will have this massive multi-million person trial of uninjured people that's it totally absolutely for sure. For sure. absolutely and that's the whole point too i mean that's a whole nother rabbit hole but why they want to immunize younger and younger and younger and younger and with no control studies of people who are not you know, like you say, because they can't have it be even from a young age, like we need to have regressive behavior. We they need to label it as anything other than what's actually happening as they, you know, commit a slow genocide well, they, against us all. They do like people. I, I'm convinced that they need people to have symptoms of stuff and they have to give you the drugs for it because yeah. Yeah. so many of the little things that you know, like the older I get, the more little things go wrong. And Every single solitary thing. I mean, I stopped going to the doctor basically, but they would just give you a pill for it. And then I, you know, it kind of work, but it kind of give another problem. And so finally, I just always look to real serious research people, naturalists, whatever, who do studies or site studies. And one after another, those problems are, you know, it just, you just feel overall better with these things like bone broth. Like I was having a joint problems, sure. bone broth, you know, stuff like that. And it really makes a difference. And it's holistically better instead of holistically injurious. So I'm, I'm all for that, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just, it's very hard to get kids to see that because they just believe what they're just propagandized constantly. And what do you do? Do your Certainly. kids, are your little kids allowed to have screens? 
Mm. My little kids are, well, so my little kids are the ones that will talk, come and talk to me about, oh, mom, remind me again. So it's, it was, okay, it was the Nazis that came over and made up the CIA, right? And we listen to David Icke in the morning <laughs> yeah, to start yeah. our days. Like <laughs> the little ones have been like, I've been hard red pilling them yeah. for the last, I mean, they're, they're still like hard under my influence because they're, you know, eight and 12 and 14. And they don't really have school, a choice. I assume you're not sending those kids out into the. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and not on, not online school either. So we don't do any of that. Nice. Business. But, um, but anyways, yeah. So I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought there. That's what happens. You're good. David Ike, David Ike in the morning. David, start, David, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, let's see. Oh, well, we I'm sorry. Talking about the, the whole, well, one thing that I know we wanted to talk about was the vaccine, mm-hmm. the kind of trialectic. I had yes. this thing where <laughs> they have, I was going to say it's dialectic where they have the scarcity thing and people jumping the line and being shamed for that. But then in the news is also people who, especially all the research that Binkley brought about how they're targeting people of color to not get, uh, who are vaccine hesitant. And then, so I thought that was, I liked that. I thought it's, there's a third piece that they are actually exploiting the anti-vaxxer thing by blaming all the problems going forward. So they're going to still, mm. and I think the word is rendition. They're still going to have you perform those rituals like the mask and the social distancing and all that stuff. They're going to have a vax, anti-vax apartheid. So people Certainly. who have gotten the vaccine are going to have privileges and rights in society that the people who haven't deservedly is going to be the thing like they have made a choice it's not like they were born that way they have made a choice to endanger all of us and therefore they need to be ostracized so the anti-vax thing they're going to use to create social conflict that's another thing Binkley found about the Q and the anti-vax thing merging I mean that is going to be a source of unrest yeah I I even from one to the next I heard that you know just a few weeks ago like apparently uh gosh I was talking to uh, an associate somebody I know who uh was saying how they heard this uh like there was a stadium where they were doing like mass vaccination right and a bunch of Q people came and and crashed the place and caused a big rug big rug was that LA Dodger Stadium yeah yeah and so so I I could could tell that he was just like spitting like MSNBC talking points at me you know what I mean but it was just like and he was saying, you know, these Q people, now that they lost the election, they don't know what to do with themselves. So now they're turned all anti-vaxxer and they're attacking people at vaccination clinics. And I was like, really? Oh. Binkley, you totally were all yeah. over that. Yeah, yeah that I remember was, that story. Yeah. And it was, was it, were they even really there? It was like a lame, well, totally overreported nothing burger. When right? you read what the people who were protesting had to say, it's not anything like what the people who were portraying the protesters they made it sound like they blocked the gate they prevented people from going in and getting their vaccinations and then the dude who was there was like i don't know why they said that we blocked the gate we were there holding signs and we were really surprised when they they shut everything down because we weren't in their way it's just like like just make it up part of the story the news is to demonize Mm -hmm. them yep absolutely absolutely. i mean it seems like this has all been happening like as planned since january 6th right like since the the insurrection right (laughs) since 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 then yesterday we were talking we were like it gets so exhausting having every time because i do it too every time insurrection quote insurrection because we have to qualify (laughs) it because monica said they beat you down with it until you start adopting the language without even realizing it sometimes for sure i mean do you guys think that any insurrection any real insurrectionist activity went on there do you think that there was any Absolutely real not. thing no the unarmed no, 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 insurrection no, no. no it seems no, like no was... one was armed for <laughs> yeah, yeah for 
the first thing, right? <laughs> yeah, so a great band name, unarmed insurrection. Unarmed insurrection. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, on on the other side, I mean, there was what? There was like, I've heard a million people there. There was a lot of people, and how many At people least actually? Yeah, how many people actually went inside and they were like going in the ropes and just they, they were there for like <laughs> yeah. for like <laughs> just getting photos, right? They were just there to get their in. photos and. Uh, yeah. Of themselves, they all had yeah, selfie totally. sticks. Totally, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Like, hey, this is me with you, you know, in the insurrection. There's, just, it was not. There was nothing. There was no weapons at all. And the funniest part was when my friend who was there said, "You know, we all make sure that we're on the bus by sundown. That's what we do." <laughs> so one guy, one guy, he got a little rubber bullet in the head. So we waited for him. We were about twenty minutes late for him, and the other kid got arrested. But it was not really for anything. So they let him go. We can. We were out of there by like five twenty. <laughs> well and i feel like if it had been real they probably wouldn't have gone where they went we'd be at bill gates house we'd be at google headquarters we'd be at you know there's there's other places that i think that people would go if they were actually looking to overthrow something and it certainly wouldn't have been there i can think of a few addresses i know a couple but and and it wouldn't have been on it would have been on any other day of the year except for that day which was the last chance to actually scrutinize the election Mm -hmm. for the guy that they were there in support of yeah they they wanted to they wanted it to be challenged and then they stopped it before it went all the way through (laughs) the sabotage it was just really stupid the whole story and the New York Times article that would drew all these circles around picture around people's faces, kind of like a terrorist group and drew all yeah. these lines to them. So this is the, the leader. This is the other leader. These are the underlings and <laughs> made it look like this horrible set of terrorists. And then you read deep down in the article and it said that text messages were they got text messages because they worked with AT&T and they confiscated text mm-hmm. messages to the FBI for a bunch of these guys that were there. And it said, well, the text message of the one dude said that they didn't bring any guns to the Capitol because of local laws. And I'm like, oh, the insurrectionists didn't bring guns because they were following the law. (laughs) That's an interesting point, though, about the text messages, because today's story in the news was and it seemed like a complete crock from beginning to end was that they the testimony on the Hill was, well, the big problem, and this was so 9-11, the big problem is that we couldn't coordinate intel and there's a chain of command problem and there's different sections of government and there are rules and we just, and so if you're saying they're coordinating with AT&T over text messages, I mean, text messages, there is, they're going to say there isn't, and I guess there shouldn't be, but there is certainly an expectation of privacy with a text message. Unlike, like, Snapchat or Twitter DMs like you think DM, but that's stupid. You shouldn't think that that. But the text message. Yeah. Yeah. They got the text message. I think it was through AT&T. I know they got data from AT&T that was tracking the movement of all of the people within a certain range. And I believe they got text messages. I need to fact check that for sure. They did get the text messages, though. Yeah, I believe it. But I think now they're going to try to make it even broader. They're totally going to try to increase the surveillance over this. Obviously, it goes without saying. Well, they're expanding from the people that were just there now, and they're trying to get people that are tangentially related to to this event now. They're trying. I mean, they're spreading. I mean, this is. I mean, we saw when it happened that that this was to put us all in a bucket, right? This was the 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 domestic terrorism bucket, right? So, Mm -hmm. well, plus anyone we know that was there say that that yeah, everything that was reported, anyone that was on the ground and right there anywhere, yeah, it's it's all garbage. It's Mm -hmm. I mean, we all know that, but it's that's I think everywhere. But a lot of you know, a lot of the more prominent people who 
are in defense of the peaceful protesters on January 6th will say they're all being painted with a bad brush because of the stupid activities of a few people. And it's like, but it wasn't stupid activities of a few people. It was agents provocateur yeah, totally, totally. who set the whole thing up. I don't think there was a single, I, I really don't think there, I mean, like there are people who can't think straight. There are people who have like extremely low IQs that you could probably bring there and exploit, but like short sure. of that, yeah. I mean, I don't even think they got like that mob thing going where people, right. my friends said mm. they just opened the gates. Yep. That's yeah, what totally, my, yep, totally. my good friend said the same thing. We saw thing. a video, right? Yep. We saw she showed me a picture. Yeah. She said, I brought Jesus to the top of the stairs because a lot of the people were right to lifers. Yeah. I brought okay. Jesus. This is me and Jesus. So it was her and her friend and a giant crucifix. <laughs> and she said, they opened the gates. So we went to the top of the hill, the top of the stairs so we could look around, you know, at the crowd. Yeah. And we had a friend take a picture so they took a picture of her she said see you can see the doors open in the back so yeah, the doors of the out- capitol were open in the back right behind her she they sent a, a memo out and everything they literally sent a memo out that said leave the doors unlocked when you leave the building and this memo ended up on social oh. media so everybody there knew the doors were unlocked because they told them to leave the doors unlocked yeah well, I mean, it's just pretty clear, like it's pretty cut and dry, like all the news outlets, all the politicians, they all had their script. Right. And they stuck to it, even though it didn't go off nearly as big as they as they thought they were. They were counting on the mob mentality to take over. They were counting on, you know, the, the people to just go off the hinges and and yeah, possibly commit some something that could potentially have been worse than uh, Pearl Harbor, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> Pearl but, literally but, every single time we talk about what yeah. happened there, every yeah. single time it comes up, I start hearing that crazy circus music playing yeah. like really high pitched and really fast in the back. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's such clown world. Yeah. We've played that song on our show before. We use this background music, but we get a copyright strike every time. So it's just like, whatever. maybe maybe we'll just, always playing in my head when we're talking about anything that's happening in the world. I have to get JJ Boogie to throw you a little music that doesn't a capital sound right there you go but uh uh so anyway you know that just brings up the point too like um it's such an interesting little trap like rock in a hard place that we find ourselves in now because like you know part of the main problem i think that we've been in this whole time is just the fact that we've stood down right that without you know there's that argument to be made that q and in the whole purpose of it was just like a pacification thing to keep everybody just trusting the plan sitting at home like not doing anything you know we go to a lots of lockdown or uh, anti-lockdown rallies and it's just like there's just nobody there there's like 50 people it's like dude there should be twenty thousand people here right now at the capitol and here in oregon it's just like it's never happens right so we've been told to stand down but it's like uh you know not but but now it seems like if we were to go out and do any sort of public demonstration we're just setting ourselves up because they've got all the chessboard set up perfectly one move away from a checkmate of just some massive like false flag operation and then brings the whole house down you know sure in a yes. show we did the other day on Rockfin, they want these were former CIA agents and people who worked for the Department of Defense talking at the Council on Foreign Relations about what to do after in the wake of the January 6th insurrection. Oh, and gosh. they talk gleefully about how the CIA uses black propaganda operations to infiltrate QAnon and create paranoia and turn them against each other mm-hmm. and then just kind of see what happens. And they're, they're excitedly waiting to see what happens on March 4th when this happens so they can collect all the data about how they react mm-hmm. to it. Oh, absolutely. I, I want to go back, though. I think it's it was before that. I think the hope was Ron Paul and... Mm. 
you know, I mean, some people make valid points that maybe he was controlled opposition. I think they're not great. I've been, I've been mulling that over for many, many years. And I, I just, I'm not there. And I usually get there if there's a there there, which I hate that expression. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so I think that what happened was Ron Paul came out and he was completely right. He, what he said was absolutely consistent with the American founding and with Christian values, which is what most of these people think they want. And I had a radio show during the time. So I had callers during the time that he was running for president. And I'm telling you, just like I said, when they moved from Obama to Trump, their ideals changed. They allowed themselves to be kind of just lazily intellectually influenced to think that Ron Paul was dangerous because the Republicans had already since the 80s started this thing where they convinced them that unjust war was just that you could go into somebody else's place. So then they would say, because they were convinced of this, they had to have convinced themselves that they were in danger from people who lived in tents, tens of, you know, 5,000 miles away. Mm -hmm. And then, so they would call in the show and say, you're crazy. Ron Paul's crazy, which is just ridiculous because he was the most lucid person out there. But they would say his foreign policy is dangerous that we'll all get, I don't know what nuked. Like Mm -hmm. what did they think was going to happen to us? So then they did that. So they allowed him to get robbed of Iowa and Maine and all the things that gave him the kind of momentum that it would take for an actual grassroots guy to get. They let the media do it on the left and right. People just sat back and wanted Mitt effing Romney. Okay. So that continued to piss people off. Then they take that energy and they empty it of content and they give you Trump. And who told us I wanted to go march on July 4th and just and people like, well, what are you marching on D.C. for? It's a local problem. Like, it's not really a local problem when they're putting out four trillion dollar deficits to subsidize blue states. I live in a blue state. Let them cut us off. Please don't do this. Why is Trump signing these things? Did Trump say, come give me support? I don't want to sign this thing. Let's show them we've got four million strong. If Hillary was there, I really think there would have been four million people with long guns in the Capitol. But Mm. there weren't. And I feel like that was Trump. So now they had all that time. This goes back to what Ed was saying in the very beginning of our conversation, where they they get ahead of this stuff. So they've they've gotten all the way to where they had the Q stuff in place. Now they 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 say that this stuff was all a Trump phenomenon. The Oath Keepers was established in 2009. So it's not, but they put it in there. They've been controlling it the entire time. And when the Boogaloo Boys started, the Proud Boys and stuff, I was like, you guys are like calling for the Boog and stuff. It's not time for that. That seems aggressive and you just don't have enough people for that. Ron Paul had the right idea and it didn't work at all. And I, and that's where I think we are to blame. Not because we didn't go. I mean, I think it was too late. I wanted to go to to DC on July 4th, but it was too late. There was absolutely no momentum because Trump didn't tell them to. Wow. Absolutely. Is that bad? Is that black? No, 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 we're still, we're still in the red zone. Yeah. I'm letting it process and sink in. I like to be pink pilled. I like the red pill and some white pill. People who talk about JFK and people who talk about 9-11, they're calling them QAnon conspiracy theorists too, as though that's a new thing. Yeah. Well, it's just well, the, yeah. you question the Lincoln assassination. You're a QAnon guy. It's everything they throw in the QAnon bucket. Green, the 9-11 thing, but the 9-11 conspiracy was a Democrat conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, they were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. They were all on board with Alex Jones back when he was talking about 9-11. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. Totally. Totally. Yeah, 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 man. Well, the well, the sheep will be swayed by everyone being lumped under one category. That's what moves the masses. And so that's all they really have to do. Well, uh, maybe that goes back to why agorism is really the answer. And what we were saying about people sure. being able to do stuff and understand where the rubber hits the road, the more and more. And this really makes me nervous because it's everything has to have a thread of truth for it to to be to catch on. So like, it's a Marx thing, but the idea is that you're so disconnected from your own labor, from reality, from how your hands move the dirt to get you where you need to be that you, you're just really, you feel helpless. It's like a, it's like trust fund babies. I've known a couple of trust fund babies and if they don't really have a ton of money, enough for coke and whores and stuff, they're like a little paranoid. You know what I mean? They're just like, well, I have to, they're like cheaper than people who just work. I'm like, well, I don't really care about spending all my money because unless I'm actually crippled, I'm going to be able to waitress. Like I knew a waitress who was 88. I'm like, so I got till I'm 88 to start worrying about it. <laughs> Yeah. And, wow. yeah. And, you know, and that's what yeah. I feel like when you really feel when you don't understand how really to feed yourself or and and you care about it. So you could also say, like my mother, I don't really care if I get it, you know, that thing, that disease, because I'm just waiting for Jesus anyway. So what difference does it make? So if you didn't care about, you know, if you weren't worried, if you were in fear, if you were both fearful and disempowered, like that's why I think we're so weak. No, not, well, that's why I'm so weak. I guess like you with the, obviously you can feed yourself. You can feed like 10 other people. I can't do any of that, but I, I recognize that power. Absolutely. You know, and then, you know, we're trying to make moves towards that, you know, like, like it was actually ironic, you know, your guys' friend, our friend, Adam, right. Never gets red pilled. Uh, he's the one that introduced us to the freedom cells yeah. thing, you know, and he's like, Hey, back when he was just a listener of our show. Right. And he's just like, Hey, you guys should check out uh freedom cells. So that's what we've been doing. We've been building, we built, there was none in our, in our area. So we started our own and we've been getting, Oh, really? Kind of, yeah. We've got this huge, like we've been doing meetups every other week. Um, just all people of all Do kinds you of live near, I mean, I, maybe I don't want to out, but no, you're like, good. Are, could you be in his freedom cell? Yeah. So we were driving up to Portland because we're in Eugene, it's like two hours right. South. So we were driving up to Portland, to go to the first couple ones that kind of inspired us. And we wanted to just, and so we started our own down here and, uh, you know, it's been just taken off and it's just people from all different backgrounds, you know, people like I've been getting into the whole crypto thing. Like I had no idea. I had no idea. And I've just been learning and learning, learning, learning. Um, you know, there's, there's people called uh, the gleaners, the all see gleaners, man. There's such amazing people. I didn't even exactly, know, what, I didn't even know what amazing. gleaning is, but yeah. basically Dude, it's glossary it's, entry. Yeah, it's uh, basically they just get food donated to them. They get they get massive, massive amounts of food donated to them. They don't even know what to do with it all. And so (laughs) what it is, is is it's uh, just preserving, just finding ways to preserve all this, all the food that they're getting. You know what I mean? And so it's like they're getting volunteers and and they say, hey, if you come help us out, we'll give you like a year's worth of food. You know, it's insane. Like and then they've been showing up to all the uh, little events with like literally a truck full of food and just handing them out. And is that only in your area? Is this? I don't think so. Look up gleaning. Like, it's like a thing it's a thing but they did yeah, say you know, they don't always have this much food. yeah totally. I think it has to do with because of how the lockdown has affected yeah. everything there's all this excess amount of food right for like, that they have to get rid of but right it's kind now. of amazing what these folks do and i don't know if this is true of everybody but they have like i haven't been out there yet but it sounds like they have a big farm out there yeah. and like they will like i don't i can't 
I will put seeds in the ground. The chances of them doing much beyond sprouting is I don't have a green thumb. I'm just not good at it. I barely, I can't change the tire on my car. I'm just going to say I grew up in a California girl. Okay. It was, you know, very, very, uh, overtaken care of maybe now, now that I'm looking at the world, I'm like, Oh shit, I can't change my fucking tire. So like, um, but other than that, um, but they'll show you how to do stuff like canning and how to, yeah, they're doing, they're doing seminars. And that's a big part of the whole freedom cell thing is like, just doing like little classes. Like people show up with a certain expertise and they're like, okay, so let's do a class on, on whatever that is. You know, I've been to like a, like a little farm tour, um, you know, like just today, it's funny on our little group chat channel, um, they said they had some volunteers out at the gleaner place and they're like, Hey guys, we're just washing out buckets. You know what I mean? And I'm like sitting in my windowless office. And I'm like, God, I want to be out washing buckets. You know, I'm not even joking. Not even joking. No, so, I'm absolutely it's, sure you're not. It's, 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 it's powerful stuff. You know, I just, we always talk about it, but just encourage anybody. Like if, if, if you're feeling disconnected, if you don't know uh, if there's people like you around there, just go to freedomcells.org and look for one. And if there isn't one, start one. And, and that's the thing that's even almost more as important as, as the skills base mm-hmm. is just, I mean, and the reason our podcast started was, is because how we started feeling crazy COVID hit and we're going, what the hell is going on? The whole world just was hook, line and sinker bought into this thing that I, I could tell was a psyop right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is not real. This is this, there's this right. agenda. This is agenda. Yeah. So I'm calling Scott on my lunch breaks. You're going like, what the hell, man? Like everybody around me is like talking about masks and, you know, all this stuff and like vaccines are already being talked about. And, you know, and you and- think you can joke about it and everybody sees it. And then they're just like, take a step back. And you're like, totally. oh my gosh, seriously? Mm-hmm. Like you believe mm-hmm. this shit? Yeah. Talk about the podcast connecting. I saw a chick wearing an impeach Newsom shirt in my neighborhood yeah. and I mentioned it on the podcast. And she DM'd me on Twitter and was like, I was listening to your podcast. I was like, come on. She's like, I live right near you. So oh I'm my like, God. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, let's have coffee. Let's grow coffee together. Yeah. Let's <laughs> yes. grow coffee. Yeah. Love it. That's exactly it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know they got a lot of freedom cells down in LA too. Like, like it's um well, Adam was saying, like, I doubt yeah. there's any in Southern. I think California. I think I I think I like, saw well, it can't be none. <laughs> Star one. Star one. It's it's been I know, totally like you know, I know like Derek bros and john bush have been doing like the circuit going a lot of shows like corbett like i know people are going to that site to look to see if there's stuff and then numbers are growing like they have the number posted right on the site like it's uh it's a it's like a hub people are coming from all over the world they might should like when we're talking about again when we started talking about like what's the white pill where's the hope yeah and my idea is that you really got to think you got to think ahead you got to worry about the laws and the money so if they're going to tax you, if you're going to borrow money, like be careful about that, even yeah. a mortgage on your house and then the laws. So to the extent that there are lawyers who are willing to even just give good advice, that would be a really, I think, an essential part of the <clears throat> of the smart alternative future. And I think and, and I do like like the car and bird, the um, timeline Earth guys say like, this is the best possible time to be an autonomous individual because of 3D yeah. printing. And he's like, don't oh, wow, just yeah. buy a chicken, mm-hmm. buy a 3D printer. And I think I'm really getting more hopeful, especially as I start talking to people, as I'm open to the idea that they are going to have to tolerate this subculture and they're going to have to malign it so they don't lose too many people to it. 
And maybe they want to exploit it because they are going to need somebody. Maybe they think of it as like mm. a flywheel. I'm not sure that's the right word, but just like as a, as a maybe they think it's like the question of whether you should destroy the smallpox vaccine or not. Well, what if someday we need to study it for something to happen? It's like, OK, maybe you don't want to destroy every heirloom scene. Maybe you can get a bunch of hippies to live on the fringes just in case. And then if we need it, we'll go steal them. You, right. know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. But they'll let you exist we'll put in the seed vault. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, I'm, yeah, they do have, and we're not getting to that, but maybe, you know, maybe they need to keep a little bit of the, maybe the meat people instead of the chip people are going to, maybe they're going to be a reserve of like genetic material. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe they feel like they're going to be an Island. I don't know, oh. but it, it, they're preparing to allow the the outlanders. Yeah. yeah. And it's fine. I'm fine. I don't mind yeah, being, sure. you know, a reserve of naturally occurring genetic material. If that's right. Wow. <laughs> if, if we can kick that can a little bit. Love I saw Seed Vault in some TV sci-fi TV show recently. Was that a reference to a show? No, no they had they actually have one. Uh, yeah, they no, it's real. Have, yeah. I saw yeah. that recently. I'm trying to remember know. where it was from. I don't know. Yeah. I think they save all the seeds. And we're oh, the, like, so they have to the preserve seed vault, The Seed Vault, I... Uh, well, the seed vault there, there really is a seed vault. It's, it's uh, Charlie Robinson was just talking about it on one of his recent episodes. And it's, um, it, it's, I think it's in like Switzerland or something like that. It's like up on a mountain and it's, it's sealed. Like it's in like, you know, has to be Switzerland, Switzerland, 30 below. And like, yeah. you know, it's, you can't get in there. it's like, but it's like, it's the elites seed vault. Yeah. That yeah. We right. can't, because we don't have access to, they have to isolate they're doing them to our world before everything gets corrupted by the GMO stuff because yeah, it cross pollinates yeah. and then you don't have that original stuff, mm-hmm. but totally. Switzerland's where it would be. But my husband asked me once, where was the bottom of the rabbit hole? And I said, it has to be at the top of a mountain in Switzerland. Yeah, totally. Whoa, to totally, oh, totally, yeah. totally, man. Wow. <laughs> or beneath love- the ice in Antarctica. Yeah. yeah totally. where the aliens live. Yeah. <laughs> yep. oh. or that's, that's, there's another realm under there, isn't there? That's it. Yeah, that's realm. I, think so. I think that's the portal to the hollow earth. Yeah, totally. Exactly, wow. exactly man. Wow. That's out of my league. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mine too. Mine too. I have to do I've some heard, homework if I've you want me to get theories. freaky. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> In my head, rabbit portals were opening like really vastly. I'm like, where is this about to go? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We found ourselves in some interesting places. That's for sure. Simulation. Yep. Malfunctioning. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> well, shoot, guys. Holy crap. This has been such an awesome, awesome conversation, man. I yeah, thank love you guys this. so much this. for coming. Yeah, on. what? That was really yeah. great. What pacing? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Please, yeah, Scott. I got to say, Scott. Yeah, you look yeah. like a young Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Okay, oh okay. God. I know Fred he's Willard. Handsome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Fred that's Willard. funny. Fred, isn't he the guy Great that's comedian. on like? Uh, yeah, he's on like. Uh, uh, Anchorman. What? He's the boss on Anchorman. He's he can on... bench press like. Oh, is that? I'm, maybe I'm picturing somebody. <laughs> no, don't you remember from Best in Show? Oh, like, he's he's so of, like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Best in Show and like uh, Waiting for Guffman and all those shows. I obviously need to watch some shows. Yeah, you haven't seen Waiting for Guffman, dude. Christopher Guest movies. Christopher Guest movies, dude. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I got you. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, right on. Well, please, please, please tell everybody how they can find you guys, how they can support you guys. Well, I'll tell you the props up and Binkley will hit Rockfin, which is like my favorite. Heck yeah. But Ours you can, too. you can, we're like moving to private servers and everything eventually for when we're kicked off everything. So mm-hmm. the propreport.com <laughs> is a great place to go and register your email address so that we can reach out to you when we disappear, which has happened like numerous times. But if you want to hear our show, the propaganda report, it's on your favorite podcasting platform right now, 30 minutes free every day, the drive time news blast. That's that show. And we bring you the news of the day 
from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. And then we also do deeper dives uh, or we do a patron Q&A and we do um, 15 extra minutes for patrons. You can do that at patreon.com slash propaganda report. And then we do interviews every other week with, we try to get experts, subject matter experts, but just to shake it up a little bit, but the flagship is that news because nobody's really sure. doing it. It's very hard yeah. to get it out every day. And it's so you don't have to listen to the radio. So then when your mother-in-law starts telling you about how Q people stop the vaccinations at Dodger Stadium, <laughs> you can be like, I know all about that. And yep. that's not what happened. Yep, no. exactly. Yeah, wow. I, I love what you guys are doing and yep. I, for that reason, because I can't stand to listen to the real radio or TV. Mm. So well, they treat I, I want to know what's was- going on. Right. They were grooming me for a weekly show, a daily yeah. show. Like they only had that. And I had this great old school program director and he just taught me all this stuff. He like taught me how to do it. And then the day he retired, I was shit canned and I was like, okay, so let's just, you know, Binkley and I had been kind of waiting and we said, let's just do it. Yeah. So we did. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, now you can talk about Boston yeah. bombing all you want. That's awesome. Right. Well, we yeah. saw it coming. We did start the drive time news last before that happened, but we saw it coming. We were just yeah. like, forget it. It's yeah. how long could this possibly last? The, yeah. the station got sold, but, but the Rockfin stuff I think is where we really blow people's minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do uh, video deep dives on Rockfin where we deconstruct panel discussions from the CFR Brookings Institute, Chatham House, Council on Foreign Arts, Council for Relations, but all of these World Economic tanks, Forum, especially yeah, yes. World Economic Forum. They get together and you know put their fingers together and laugh maniacally and <laughs> try and uh, plan to control and shape the world. And we, they, they really say some revealing things in those videos, but they don't get a lot of views because the 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 Council on Foreign, like the panel discussion videos themselves, because they're so long and they're so tedious. That I, a lot of people just don't watch them, but they don't know they're there. So we bring them out and try to pull out the good parts of them and talk about them. You were talking two years before uh, when you saw the the psyops guy, the now called info ops guys, say that the 2020 election was going to be the big tripwire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it sure was. But let's <clears throat> because this is a swap cast. People who listen to us are going to want to listen to you, oh, yeah, so yeah. you do the same. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So we are also on Rockfin, uh, rockfin.com, Truzilla. Um, all of our shows are up there for free. We've been doing these little things called the Truzilla Reconciliation Commission uh, every now and then. <laughs> uh, there's a premium episode. Uh, also just launched our Patreon. So we have, we had our first Patreon subscriber, Aaron, Aaron M. <laughs> Shout out, awesome. brother. Woo-hoo. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that, and uh, so we're, we're making moves. We're having fun, but otherwise you're, we're on all your favorite pop, pod, uh, podcast platforms as well, and on PooTube for the time being. We'll see how long. On what tube? PooTube. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Good old YouTube. So, anyway. What is the conciliation? Truth conciliation. Reconciliation. Truth. Reconciliation. So, oh, I don't know. We just we just have fun with it. We just do like just a little premium well, bonus episode. Well, it was based off the you know after yeah, yeah the Truth and Reconciliation Commissions, right? Which is where they round up all the dissidents and choose their you know what I mean. So it's the Truth Still Reconciliation Commission. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, very nice. Play on words, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I love that name. That that you can't really like say on on YouTube maybe. A little bit you know what i mean so yeah, there you for go. sure yeah yeah and just just on this note if you guys ever want to coordinate on some rockfin exclusive content i think yeah. oh, that yes and patron too yeah. so we yeah, have certainly. live streams and we're, we're starting to do that for both rockfin and 
Patreon. So yeah, that's great. I'm completely yes. down yes. with that. Awesome. Definitely. Sweet. Definitely. Yeah, it's great. You guys got great energy. I love it. Great oh, energy. Nice. Too, for sure. Ideas and research and experience. It's really fun. And I was so, I really tried really, really hard not to talk over people and interrupt because I thought like five people is hard to manage, but you guys are clearly masters at this. So. Oh, look at that. Look wow. At that. Well, you did fabulously and we talk over each other and I yeah. inadvertently I mean, I end up talking over, especially if Mel K and I get taught. Well, we're, it's, oh, <laughs> oh yes. yeah, totally. you know, so yeah. that's okay. And, and but... I just get to take the night off during yeah, the Mel totally, episodes. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say, I take some credit when we met Mel, I was like, we have to get her on because her and Megan, I can just see it. I could see the future on that <laughs> yeah. one, right? Yeah, so. but we love all of that. So. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank we you really so appreciate it. Much. Such a great thank conversation. Thank yeah. you. We will thank talk to you soon. Amazing. Thank you guys. Peace. Have a great night.